You're listening to DraftKings Network. On this episode of the Cooligans, in the first segment, we talk about the 0-7 loss that NYCFC faced at home. It was very disrespectful. We are not happy about it. Why was Red Bull allowed to play with 48 men? We're not sure. In the second segment, we talk about uh, the comments after the <laughs> Red Bull wedding. Uh, Andrea Pirlo is not too happy with the MLS at the moment. We also talk about Portland and Vancouver in that Cascadia kind of cup, cup thing. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Was <laughs> another really fun rivalry. Also, in England, Mourinho is going Going to Manchester United, most likely. LVG is gone. Ibra might be following him to Manchester United. And on the third segment, we just cover the news because there's no Kirby, so it's the Cooligans Corner. That and more on this episode of the Cooligans! Hi, this is Kyrie Shelton from New York City FC, and you're listening to the Cooligans. Hi, I'm RJ Allen for New York City Football Club, and you're listening to the Cooligans. This is Jack Harrison from NYCFC, and you're listening to the Cooligans. This is Ian Joy. And you're listening to the Cooligans. Cooligans. I can't believe you have that much energy. <laughs> we, we are recording the, the, the earliest we've ever recorded. Yeah, I'm not even talking about that. I'm just talking about 7 nothing. <laughs> okay. We'll get to it because it's going to... I mean, there's no how, way... How are you in a good mood? I've been the saddest I've ever been as a soccer There's no fan. way to avoid it. There's no way to avoid it. Uh, then we should. I think we should just head on. <laughs> just, head on. Try to get through this. Just rip the Band-Aid off. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Sir, that's, <laughs> that's... He's in traction and those are bandages. Yeah. I said rip them off. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Yeah. You're listening to the cool games. You heard the intros you, and stuff. You know who we are. Ah. We're, we're comedians. Who we're, happen to be we're, NYCFC we're soccer fans. fans. And we also, uh, sadly... We're, we're season ticket holders see- to apparently... <laughs> Just a massacre. Yeah. So we, and we're, we were doing so well. <laughs> we were doing so well. We got we got humbled very quickly. Yeah. Uh, to the point where it's like, is this being humbled or is this just uh, abuse? You know. We, yeah. Now it's like. Now you're just uh, being violent. I got to be honest. Like, all right, seven nothing is one of those things that's going to live on for a very long time, and we're going to have to deal with this for a long time. Yes. And this is going to be instant banter that is that we can't. We can't defend ourselves against. We, there's nothing we can do. There's only so many times we can mention that they play in New Jersey before they say, we've, you've never beaten us four tries. Yes. You also lost to the Cosmos, and we beat you in your own home 7 nothing. I mean, that's it. Yeah, there's nothing we can say now. So if you if you if you are not aware of what we're talking about, the, so uh, it was rival rivalry week in the MLS, and there were a lot of rivalry games. But so the big all the derbies, all the derbies, but the big game on national television, on national well, television, I mean, the, the the marketing push that the MLS is putting behind the NYCFC and New York Red Bulls David v. Yeah, rivalry Pirlo, is Lampard. They're putting all their chips. <laughs> up they're, they're they like we're all, all in. in we're all in this all is in. this is the one that is going to represent the mls this is going to be the <laughs> yeah. the boca jr and what was river. river plate that it's that this it, is the new super classical <laughs> this is i mean and they are really I, I mean i'm not even like kind of exaggerating they are real. this is it this is the thing that for gonna, them this is their derby this is our barca real this yes. is our dortmund bayern if you will i know that's not exactly a derby but uh this is for and neither is uh real uh, barca but for all intents and purpose this is the biggest match 
for the MLS. Yeah, and they and they and that they're trying to market it that way. Yeah. So it, it was on national television. So that's a big deal. Fox. It's on channel on Fox. Big Daddy Fox. We didn't say Fox Sports. <laughs> nope. We didn't say FS1. Fox Deportes. Yeah, now Fox Sports Go. You don't need like no. twelve apps to <laughs> yeah, no. stream through. And... You don't need to go to some weird website <laughs> to get an illegal stream for this one. No, this it's is... right on national television. You're flipping. If you're in New York, you go one, two, three, four. <laughs> There's the game. There it is. Right that's... on the fifth channel. So that's a big deal. So the game obviously was at Yankee Stadium and it's it, it started just terribly. Lights, I, camera, action, goal, <laughs> I believe is how, how yeah. it started. I, I don't even think the announcers were done announcing themselves. <laughs> I am blank and I'm going to be called. And there's a goal. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the ref blew the whistle. He wasn't even done blowing <laughs> yeah, the whistle. Yeah, yeah. And it was already. I actually think the ball started in goal. <laughs> Uh, if I recall correctly. So they just kicked it right out of the yeah. net. <laughs> they blew the whistle and starts <laughs> off with a goal. Uh, it it was... There's something weird, though, that like if it was 3-0, it would have been worse. If it was 3-1, it would have been worse. 7-0 means something terrible happened. Yeah. That it was just... And look, do you know what gegen pressing is? We've talked about yeah, it. Yeah, the, the way uh, Jurgen Klopp does. There you go. So this is apparently what they've done to us. And you could see it. Remember, I kept saying to you, it was like, why is all of their players on one side of it? (laughs) (laughs) And we, look, we are constantly trying to play the ball out of the back. That accounted for two of the seven goals. Mm -hmm. Josh Saunders looked like, how much money did he put on the Red Bulls? (laughs) He looked atrocious. The back line was, they managed to move players around. Our back line was absolutely plucked out of place. How many highlights can Mike Grella get <laughs> against our right side of our defense? I we are, it's, we're not as bad as seven nil. No one. We're, there's too much parity in this league. I'm going to give credit to Nick Chavez. He typed it, so I don't want anything. I stole it from him. I've mentioned it before. There's too much parity in this league with the amount of, with the to how tight the cap is for anyone to be seven nil better than anyone else. If you go out and get a bunch of DPs, you're going to have lower quality players around them because of the way the the deep, the the cap balances out. Yeah. So to some degree, teams like the Red Bull tend to have a better oper- a better chance at having cohesion because most of their players are on a similar level because they don't really have DPs. You know. Yeah. They only a- have one, I believe. Yeah. Bradley Wright Phillip is barely a dp and i think sasha question is a dp this year if i'm not mistaken okay maybe i don't know honestly i don't know who the hell they are uh <laughs> you know bradley wright philip you know we were chanting you'll never be a father and it's true you know ian wright was a famous um arsenal, arsenal yeah arsenal, arsenal yeah. Like i was swallowing that i couldn't remember uh so there, there's there's no chance in hell that they're set. It really felt like we were down to eight men for some strange reason. Like we couldn't get anything. David Villa looked as frustrated as he's ever looked. I was out of my. I was in shock. I was just staring. It, it was a a a thing that it felt weird being there for something so terrible, right? right? I was like, why would you allow people to view? Them? Why would people be allowed to buy tickets for this? But I mean, what if we if we if we if we're gonna try to explain what happened, you know the the as, as the team itself is not really saying any of that. Patrick Vieira in the post game just sort of chalked it up to like we took let's just take this L and move on with our lives. Yeah, which is kind of the only thing you can do, isn't yeah. it? I mean, what are you gonna what are you gonna break it down tactically? <laughs> they they high pressed us at every point. They looked. They, we had no option. Yeah. We had nothing. It really seemed like they, 
and and this is the thing I'm sort of worried about for NYCFC going forward is that now there's tape of how to dominate them at Yankee Stadium, right? This is the blueprint of how to beat us. Exactly. This is it. So it seems like because of the of the field the, the the size of the pitch. The pitch is so tiny. It just seemed like you can take advantage of that. And Red Bulls looked it, – it looked like men against boys. And it really th- – this is the thing that concerned me, especially being there watching the game. I'm like, are they just like – Bigger, stronger men than the than NYCFC can can NYCFC not do anything like as far on uh, physically because it, it to me it makes no sense that Dax McCarty hmm. can score two goals on a header and he is what he they, they say he was Five. the second shortest person on the field yeah so he was so who was marking him Matahrita was marking him yeah and both goals I mean he just. I, like, did he just physically push him out of the way? Like, Matarita is not the biggest dude in the world. No, I mean, Mac uh, Dax uh, is also an older, savvier player, and it just seemed like they were more prepared. You know, all of the goals, none of the goals seemed like they were. You know, maybe besides the one where Bradley Wright Phillips sort of lays it out, lays it off too. I think That's it was Verone. No, no, uh, Mule. Mule. Okay. Uh, drug time, drug mule. Yeah, first time I've heard that name. Uh, <laughs> that's how in awe I was. Uh, other than the one where sort of Bradley Wright pulls his defender out and then he sort of lays it off. Other than that, none of them seem like they were tactical, like they were better than us. They just seemed like they 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 went for the ball more. Like Dax McCarty's header, he was leaning forward and Matarita was like pulled out of like pulled away from him mm-hmm. and all the other goals and and even the even the bicycle kick goal. But, I mean, Saunders watched it until it bounced, and then he tried to jump for it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, the the bicycle kick goal was probably RJ Allen's fault. I mean, he he didn't play Bradley Wright Phillips a little. He didn't he didn't press him like hard enough, right? Uh, to 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 go for the ball. He also didn't expect him to go for a bicycle kick. I yeah. I mean, that that's really what I seen. That's what the that's the benefit of the bike is. That's not what you're guarding for because then you leave him open for a turn and shoot. Exactly, but. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it is so like there's a there's a lot happening, right? Because they, look, as uh, as people who we, we talk about the game and yeah. we try to have a lot of fun, and we're fans of the game as much the, as we are, we, and we try to be as objective as possible. But yeah. we, we're season ticket holders for this damn team. I mean, you so know, we showed up in the colors and we're wearing the jersey, and, <laughs> so and it is, you know, I mean, the fans were brawling before we got there. And it was, it's, just, you know, it's difficult to not take it emotionally. You know, to not let it affect you emotionally because uh, so this, you know, we're recording this on Tuesday. Uh, We've had time to think about it. We this. have time. So this is, the you know, May 24th. The game happened uh, the tw- uh, the 21st. Yeah. And Sunday, you know, so l- I'll explain a couple of things that happened. Right. So after the game, we went to Legends. Yeah. Which. What a dumb decision <laughs> so that was. Why, so why did we we went there because we were <laughs> Did you ever meet? I met yeah, I met Jonathan uh, Tannewald. Tana yeah. So one of our friends who came to the game Evan is a, Evan yeah, Davis. Evan Davis is a is a journalist uh in sports and he was meeting with Jonathan Tannewald at goalkeeper, right? At the goalkeeper if I'm not mistaken. Um he's a soccer journalist and someone who we both really respect his mm-hmm. writing and maybe don't always agree with his opinion but we really respect his writing. So he was like, "Hey, I'm going to meet up with him." You know, hey, if you guys want to come along, I'll introduce you. And we're like, yeah, that sounds great. Exactly. So, I mean, I ran home. I changed my shirt because I had two shows after that. I drive all the way over there. I try to find parking. I literally could only be there for 15 minutes. And then as I'm walking up, I'm like, wait a minute. 
Legends is a is a Red Bull bar. <laughs> it Why was, are we going there? Yeah. So um, so when I walk in, I'm getting stared at by the people. <laughs> are like, because while I wasn't wearing the jersey anymore, I still had the hat. People were like, yeah. Why is he here? And then I'm walking through a sea of Empire Supporters Group people <laughs> to get to you guys, and you guys just look like <laughs> you're smiling. You're like, that we've taken shit this whole time. <laughs> so we were sitting at a table. I mean, literally. Completely surround. I mean, if this was a war, we we lost. You lost. We, we were about to lose. We were prisoners. We were, we were about to get this captured. Is Black Hawk down. <laughs> we were about to get captured uh, and imprisoned for years, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm in my NYCFC track jacket. My girlfriend uh, is in her in Kyrie Shelton jersey, uh, and we're just sitting at a table next to Red Bull supporters. And wow, did they let us have it? And part of part of me. And, and this is starting it's being comedians, though. We respect good banter. It is. Yeah. I, I wasn't mad at, at all. And yeah. being being uh, being there and experiencing that sort of made me feel uh, sort of really made me accept and embrace and understand that I'm like truly becoming a soccer fan right yeah. because well, you've part, always been a fan. Now you're I becoming am, a supporter. I am. But, and, and honestly, what what I felt when I was getting hammered by yeah. Red Bull supporters part of me felt like I deserved it do you yeah. know like part of me this was like how the players are probably getting yelled at by the coach yeah this is your opportunity this, yeah. yeah this is like you know what I'm not gonna get mad at this because this I had this coming yeah you know this is this is what I deserve for this so, is the beat wife <laughs> syndrome that we all live with this yeah. is so, because this is it but that but that's that that is my uh loyalty to the team yeah. where I'm like I'm not gonna I'm not you know look I, yes there was there was a fight outside the outside the outside Yankee Stadium before the game which by the way respect to the police for not arresting anyone just sort of pushing everyone go, yeah. go to your side yeah uh, we look we don't that's so dumb but we, like it is dumb it's stupid i get the mob mentality of it and if if we if we want to talk about it this again all started red bull did it first last year this time and you could watch all the videos that were posted they started throwing sodas and stuff yeah. at our fans in fact kirby of uh of the late uh segment Kirby's Corner <laughs> took a bottle off the face. Put oh, your right. hands up, dude. Put your hands up. <laughs> By the way, you know Johan, you know, did you see the video? No, I haven't. Johan seen is just slapping sodas out of the air. <laughs> like this, put the, put him in goal. It would have been at least 5-0. You know what I mean? I, I put him in goal. If Johan's listening, Johan, what yeah. are you doing? Yeah, Johan, he's uh, another NYCFC supporter in the, in the supporter section. Yeah, uh, known for being a bit buzzed. And I think he was buzzed at that point, too. But he was just slapping bottles out of the air. Uh, you know, again, they were throwing the bottles first. It's like, I get that. I get that people want to have that you know, that traditional hooligan experience and you want to show your passion for the team, this can't be the smartest way to do it. Yeah. It can't. Well, it what I hate seem... is, is that every derby that what what tends to happen is the 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 New York media I mean New York media is a big deal. There's a lot of there's a lot of blogs. This a lot isn't of... even New York this is the world's media here. Exactly. If a New York writer writes about it, the whole world reads So what it. happens and it gets sort of blown out of proportion. Like it there there wasn't you know, a, f a 400 people fighting each other. No. It was just two, three idiots c kind of taking it too far. And Well, no, this was actually two big seas of people. Oh, okay. I, well, the, the video I saw was the one, uh, just the... the the Red Bull supporter and two two NYCFC supporters like threatening to like throw punches. Oh no no! This was the entire seeding group mm -hmm. was being escorted into the stadium, and apparently 
they were told to get there like an hour before the match, and uh, they didn't. They got there, or maybe they did. This actually might have been an hour before the match, but they were let in through like uh, the main gate that we all get off at the train station right across the street from the McDonald's. Okay. Like right where NY, NYY Steak is. Okay, um, okay. So they're all being led that way, and the police are sort of barricading them. And then uh, they're taunting some of the fans that were standing outside the dugout. So the dugout just like empties. And then the police is sort of backing everyone off, and bottles are being thrown from these hordes of groups. So it's like unnamed. You can't see who it is. And then two players went to went to fight each other. Two fans went to fight each other, and that got taken down. Okay, okay. I mean, those guys got cooled down, uh, but no one was like, I mean, but this was like maybe like maybe 300 or 200 of Red Bull supporters and maybe 80 to 100 uh, NYCFC supporters. And the cops were just sort of, you know, flickering their lights and a bunch of them were outside, like pushing people. No one got arrested, though. Okay. Well, I guess that's good. Yeah, that which is kind of nice. Yeah, but this it's just so unnecessary. You know, the for the most part, even while while I was at Legends, and uh, it, it was funny. The banter was lighthearted too. Yeah. Like, I think, what I, are some of the highlights? Like you went to go sit at a table, and someone yelled, "We need seven stools." Somebody, yeah. So yeah. there was someone was sitting next to us, and they were like, uh, "And they, the 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 table, the you know, the, the tabletop didn't have enough stools." Yeah. And they were like, "Get get some more stools." Get seven stools. We don't. We don't have seven people. We just get me seven stools yeah. if it just feels right. And look, it's funny. I don't mind. You know, I can. I can take it. I. I thought I was pretty impressed with. Uh, look, the Red Bulls have been in existence for what twenty one years. They. They have a, a, a longer history of 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 support, so they have. They're, sure. they're a lot more prepared. They had amazing songs. I'm like, oh my god, these guys. You guys been doing this for 21 years, you know? Yeah. Uh, Which, by the way, remember we got belittled for having a song list. They had it when they started, too. Exactly. And I think this is what, you know, we're all realizing is it's easy to pick on us for being new. It's kind of like when we see a new comedian do something that's trite yeah. or something that's formulaic. And you're like, oh. They had some funny. Let me guess. At the end of the joke, it's your mom. Yeah, who's, they had who's flirting with you. My yeah. the ones I thought were pretty funny. They kept they, they generally just uh, make fun of Yankee Stadium. So they go they go they they all oh, they're all singing in the ball and they they're, they're singing more because we're there because we we were the only NYCFC supporters in the room. Right. So they started singing. Uh, uh, they got the tallest foul pole in the league <laughs> over and over and over. And then yeah. they they got the. Uh, Tallest pitcher's mound in the league over and over. So there was some. This, look, it's funny to me. I'm like, all right, yeah, we played at the goddamn baseball stadium. Yeah. That's funny. And by the way, we don't want to play at a baseball stadium either. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I mean, you're kind of. I yeah, mean, yeah. You're making fun of us, but really, we don't want to be there either. So that that kind of, uh, you know, that kind of banter is great. Uh, uh, yes, it is this moment in soccer history kind of not really not good it's not going to be forgotten you no, know it's not going they've away. already titled this thing that there's a week wikipedia entry uh for this game called the red bull wedding yeah uh which is great which is i mean look as a, a fan of the team it's not that's not a thing i want to be associated with no but as a comedian i'm like it's goddamn funny. As a comedian, <laughs> these are all funny things. I think when you sit back and you think of it as you're a supporter. I mean, they beat us three times in a row last year. We wanted some retribution. We're a better team. We have Patrick Vieira, all these things. Nothing. <laughs> seven nil. I mean, if you add up all the losses, they scored seven goals last year. They did it all in one shot this year. <laughs> um, but again, there's no such thing. I mean, no team is seven goals better than anyone else. 
we're not that bad of a team. And they're not also they're not that good. They're nowhere near that good. So they're going to have false confidence moving forward. I'm a little worried about how NYCFC is going to recover from this or if they will. You know, this someone posted, I think it was actually Neverson who posted on the uh, on the Reddit. Hey, uh, can you send us quick videos of you guys saying we are one to let the players know that we're behind? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Let them know we're behind. We stayed. Not all of us stayed. A lot of people left early. A lot of people did. I get that level of frustration. I get it. But we were there. We were singing. We were chanting. We were doing it all. Like I don't need to send you a video. You need to send me a video of your training, dog. <laughs> Can we get every player kicking a shot at Saunders at once? And if a ball goes in, you got to do it again until he blocks all of them at the same time. That is not allowed. You can't play that way and expect me. I'm paying my money. That's my we are one. <laughs> I bought chicken for $12. That's my we are one. I'm yeah. not sending you a video. I bought a $9 beer. I'm good, you know? I'll send you a video going, why didn't we win? Now we are one. <laughs> yeah, that is an interesting thing. How, how much, uh, after an embarrassing loss, how much are you supposed to uh, chastise your team? Or how much are you, or, or, or not chastise them? How, how you know, what? Where's sort of uh, the As supporters, line? they answer to us. That's it. And I get that American sports isn't this way, so it's hard for people to accept that. But as supporters, as people who, and I know you and I don't put the time in for TIFOs and stuff. We're not official members of any supporters group. Mm -hmm. But as people who dedicate time on their podcasts and videos and, and part of our creative output goes towards this team, they answer to us. You embarrassed us <laughs> that is the that is it, it's weird to say that because it, it you know even you know i'm a big knicks fan but when the knicks lose even in an embarrassing way there's yeah, an indifference there's yeah a this separation. is it's like you know well next season we'll worry you know we'll worry about it yeah. later or, or whatever but this after this loss there's been a real concern on, on my part even I'll, i i just i was um at brooklyn bridge park yesterday and I saw this lady walking her dog, and she was wearing an NYCFC T-shirt. And I said, uh, and I just, I just felt like I was like, I was like, rough loss, right? And she's like, I know. And then, and they, uh, and they, yeah. I wouldn't do that with almost any other team I support. I walked, I walked by a school, and a twelve-year-old kid in a Red Bull jersey saw me wearing the hat the other day, and just kind of went, huh. <laughs> And I was like, he's he's right. You know? <laughs> like, what, are you, what am I gonna? Yeah, I can't say anything to him. There could be there could be a ten year old who just kicks you in the nuts and be like, yeah, kids, I had it, I had it coming. Kids got a point. You know? <laughs> Thank God it's not on the tip of his shoe. I, uh, I I there's nothing. I don't think there's anything that we can say besides how you know. And everyone, I, a couple of the players have said this, and I agree. A mark of a champion isn't whether you get beaten or not. It's how. And again, other than Arsenal, who. Our captain was Patrick Vieira when we went unbeaten for an entire season. It's how you react from this point on. So let me see what these players are made of. Let me see what Patrick yeah. Vieira is made of. And while we're at it, can we please increase the cap? <laughs> anything. If Slatan Ibrahimovic is able to go to the LA Galaxy and he's being paid anything more than $60,000 a year, there has to be a way. There has to be a way where we can get a slightly better core of whether it's defenders or central defense. I don't know what else to say. We're not playing as much as a team, and I know we're a new team, and they've been together for longer. I get it, but we are just 
We're all over the place. We're flippity floppity. There's nothing else to say. Well, yeah. Look, I mean, it, it's it's weird. This is like a big concern now because we we lost seven nil. Right. But you know, wasn't at, a concern last at, week. Yeah, NYCFC was on a three game winning streak. Uh, four game unbeaten. Four game unbeaten, and it looked like it was going in the right direction. But I guess you know the soccer gods have balanced things out because. <laughs> MLSing, I guess, is the only way to put it. When you know, <laughs> well, you know, Patrick Vieira after the game did say, uh, even though it's an embarrassing loss, it's better to lose seven. It's better to lose one game seven nil than seven games one nil, which is true. Which is very true. It doesn't make it any necessarily easy. Like no matter easier. how many goals they score, they only get three points from it. Our goal differential is shot for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. But yeah, I mean, it's only we only drop three points at home. I, I think the you know, I, and I was thinking about this a lot. Especially with you being an, an NYCFC fan and an Arsenal fan, I feel like the soccer gods have balanced things out. You, you were Arsenal fans were not supposed to have Totteringham's Day. Yeah, Saint Totteringham's Saint Day. Totteringham's Day. It was not supposed to happen. It was so on implausible. There was no way it was going to happen. Right. And you got it in the last day of the season. So it was like, oh, you got that. All right, we'll fix things back in it. Back yeah. in the states, we'll oh, get you it. You feeling good? <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> we'll get it right. <laughs> oh, you're a fan of another team, right? Don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. No, that's <laughs> the only positive that came out of this whole thing. The only positive that came out of all of this. Jack Harrison looked great. He did. Oh, <laughs> he looked. Might I say, Mike Grella-ish, which is embarrassing. <laughs> he to did. Say. You know what? And and th- there's a. Uh, I was re- so I I've been obsessed with reading all the articles about. The, the, you know the Red Bull wedding, basically. I have stayed away from all. I've I've been I've just completely. I'm like I want to understand what people are saying about this because this is this is the first time I've experienced anything like this. Yeah, and you're the kind of guy who's like I have a wound. I'll get in there and get the bullet myself. <laughs> basically, give so, me some vodka. I'll push it a, out. a lot about about what uh, you know what happened in the game. What you know how, how people were sort of critic how the criticisms of each player and stuff like that, and. Uh, one of the, one of the criticisms uh, were uh, were a lot about uh, Kyrie Shelton, right? Kyrie, uh, uh, you know, and, and then Jared Pilo also uh, did mention he was quoted as saying that uh, and the MLS is too much running and, and yeah, the, I figured we would talk about that in the second. Segment, but they, yeah. they, there's not too much like tactical. Uh, He's 100 percent right. Knowledge, you yeah. know, for 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 the players. And one thing I w- and I was was trying to understand that, and then there, somebody else mentioned about how Kyrie. Uh, how he he should be a, he's a big threat you know he's uh, people are afraid of his Connor Laid is like four foot eleven yeah Kyrie Shelton six foot three and known for his pace and he was getting beaten up and down that pitch by Connor yeah so to headers he was getting beaten to headers and that's the thing I think uh, Pirlo was sort of uh, addressing or or, or or focusing on is that um, the the lack of confidence especially in the final third but like lack of confidence in general with a lot of players is that tactically they don't know what to do or they don't know how to make that they don't, correct decision they don't have the most efficient way of getting to the next point yeah which is exactly i mean pierlo they he says that he doesn't run you can see he does that simple turn and it knocks little, a defender out of his very way. little thing subtle little thing yeah. like it's almost like uh the way jordan used to used to palm the ball and 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 fake you like yeah. just by it looked like he was gonna pass but he was actually palming it little yeah. like little things that like he's a master of his craft he's not the fastest guy anymore no. but he's he's just so much more intelligent and and this is the the comparison of a uh, uh, an American 
uh, uh, you know, coached player like Kyrie Shelton, where you see that like in the, like those final sort of decisions, those crucial decisions, you can't really make them. But when you see uh, uh, in English. Uh, uh, coach just player, a, a player from anywhere else, uh, but Jack Harrison first Jack game. Harris. But how confident did he look with the ball? He looked incredibly. He, confident. he went. He went forward. Manchester he, United youth product. Exactly. So he went towards anybody, any defender, and and that's like a that's a good thing to see. And why don't we talk about this in the second segment? Because I think there's a lot that goes into this, and I kind of wanted to cover it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why don't we go ahead and break? Okay. And then we'll jump to the second segment and we'll talk about Pirlo, what he said. We'll talk about both of our opinions because I know we both have some strong opinions on this. We will. And we'll talk about some other uh, rival week, week game. Why can't I say that? Rivalry? I have to say it very slow. Let's just say Derby games. Derby games. Yeah. Uh, Even though not, they're not all Derbys because yeah, yeah. they're not in the same city, blah, blah, blah. All right. So uh, we'll get back to you in a second with segment number two. Now let's find out what you have to do to get this awesome, comfortable USA scarf. All right, so for the Cooligans giveaway, you want yeah. if if you want to win a USA scarf to take to your Copa America Centenario game with you, all you got to do is create a video letting us know what your favorite USA soccer moment is and just send it to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. That's it. It could be anything. It could be your favorite moment watching. It could be a story about how your dad took you to the first match. It could be about anything at all. Maybe you went to the World Cup of the 90s. Anything at all. Your favorite moment, the most important moment for you in national team history. Men's, women's, it doesn't matter. Youth, it doesn't matter at all. Share a video with us. Make sure you tag at Soccer Cooligans. Tag Roughneck Scarves, spelled R-U-F-F-N-E-C-K-S-C-A-R-V-E-S. Roughneck Tag scarf. both of those, yeah. and then make sure you use the hashtag Cooligans USA. If you only do one thing, use the hashtag <laughs> Cooligans. Do all three things. Yeah, yeah. But the definitely most important because if you don't hashtag Cooligans USA, we will not see it. Yeah, we won't be able to find it. So Kirby's going to be pulling these all up. He will be using hashtag. Cooligans USA, and that's on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. We'd love to interact with our fans a little bit more and see some, uh, you know, some cool videos that yeah. they can make. And for make us. it creative. You know, you could show, do a replay. You could do stop motion. You could just talk directly into the camera. Yeah, hire Pixar if you feel like uh, <laughs> creating your own, like USM, uh, 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 you know, USMNT uh, recreation. What that type of processes you got? You guys got? <laughs> huh? You got, how yeah. many cores you got? <laughs> yeah, or, or do like a forensic file reenactment uh, and get higher actors. Or give us your own color commentary, your own call for any specific goal or anything that happened. Any video, favorite national team moment for the USA, we want to hear it. And if we love it, well, our favorite, we're going to pick. And that's who's going to get a absolutely free U.S. Uh, national team scarf from Roughneck Scarves. Again, that's roughneckscarves.com. We're back, everybody. Yeah, baby. Feeling a little bit better that I got all that off my chest. <laughs> so, just been stewing. Jesse, you did hear the last break. Uh, we are doing a contest with Roughneck Scarves, so you can win a That's USA right. scarf for your uh, Copa Centenario uh, matches. If you want, that's starting soon. That's starting soon. So uh, this is uh, this is the last week to submit. So all you know, like you heard in the break, just send us a video uh, telling us about your favorite U.S. soccer moment, uh, men or women 
and uh, you can win a U.S. Uh, USA scarf. Yeah, so. we have some great ones that are already up. So if you if you search the hashtag hashtag Cooligans USA, uh, you'll see all the other videos that have been posted. Some really awesome ones. Uh, you know, I don't think any of them have stuck out so far as to be better than the than the next. So you still have a shot. Yeah. And again, there's no uh, definitive way of winning besides tell us an awesome story in 30 seconds or less. And uh, Chris and I will pick our favorite one. That is all. So yeah, just send us a video letting us know your favorite moment. There's uh, there's plenty to go around. There's plenty yeah. of U.S. soccer moments. So many things have happened. <laughs> so, uh, like we were saying in the first segment, yeah. uh, Andrea Pirlo uh, was very vocal yeah. about... Yeah, and, 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 and by the way, it's not like he sought out a report and was like, hey, I got something to say. He was asked about hey, it. Hey, Stunad, come yeah. over here. <laughs> he was asked about it, probably very coolly mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I got to be honest, he said that the league has a lot more running... It's a lot more physical, essentially, not as much technical skill. He's not saying anything that no one's ever heard, but no one's not heard before. You know what I mean? We've all, we've all, I, we've talked about this on this podcast. People have mentioned it. And I think what the problem, and this is why I wanted to bring it up in its own segment, because I think this is the symptom of a lot of what ails uh, MLS. We always, I always, I say we, meaning I always talk about the officiating. We think the officiating is absolutely atrocious at times. Sometimes it's perfectly fine. But the one thing that I think carries over to all the matches is how physical they're all called, mm-hmm. right? And I think part of it is that there, you know, there's no, not only most of the players, a lot of the players, and this is the thing. It doesn't say all of the players, none of the players have the technical skill. He's not saying that. What he's saying is as an overall, what he sees is that there's a lack of technical ability. So we tend as Americans to try to outrun someone versus, you know, intelligently or efficiently maneuver the ball around the pitch. So we're constantly trying to outrun the other one or outgun or be stronger. And this is my main argument with, you know, Giannis says he wants to be on the podcast, talk about it, because he's one of these guys like if LeBron would have played soccer, he'd be better than Cristiano Ronaldo. None of those things are true because these are athletes you're talking about. Basketball is a how high, how fast, how high can you jump, how fast can you run type of league. You need to have skill, but the primary reason is talk you know, uh, height and uh, physical ability, right? Yeah. NFL football, the combine. No one's making you do a test other than to check out, you know, how how you are mentally. Most of it is, you know, how tall can you jump? How hard can you run? How hard can you hit this thing? That's most American sports have that, right? You don't need this like sort of innate technical ability. You don't need to be taught these things. That's changing. You know, a lot of the people like that kid Balthazar who beat me at FIFA, um, you know, there was a game where they showed one of his highlights. The kid's got tons of skill, you know, so that's changing. But for right now, the league we're in, it's literally built for athletes and not for footballers. And I've been saying from the beginning, we need to build footballers in this country. So like officiating, like you could see it on Pirlo's face when he gets knocked down how frustrated he is because there was no call because in he's also he's coming from the single most technical league in the world so i mean it's a big drastic change for him premier league to Amer- to mls style wise isn't as big of a shift as it is from the Serie A to the mls it's yeah. a massive shift right so he's seeing that he's trying to do like a move to get out of the way of the defender and he's essentially just being knocked down being run into 
and they're not calling it. The reason they're not calling it is because as a league, as an overall overarching theme, we don't have that technical skill. So that to us isn't a foul because all of our players are running into each other. You know what I mean? It's about fast and strength. It's not about smoothness or efficiency. And I remember, you know, watching guys like Dennis Bergkamp, he would always say like, pass it to me as hard as you can. I'll figure out. You can't do that here. You know what I mean? If you pass as hard as you can, it would bounce off of the the receiving player's foot and, and it would go, you know, into the stands versus this is a player who took his time. Mind you, he was an anomaly, but he's someone who took his time out to learn how to trap those balls, how to have it stop in front of him. No matter how hard you well, one pass of, it, if they pass it that hard, uh, one of our players would just be like, "Why are you passing it so hard? Like, stop, stop it! Stop it! Like, wow! I need shin guards <laughs> everywhere." <laughs> He's you're, being mean. You're, you're hurting my foot. <laughs> I got to keep playing. How else am I going to feed my family on this $50,000 a year? Oh, so it is a look. I mean, Pilo has a has a great uh has a great point. I mean, it, it, you've watched, you've played a lot of soccer. You've watched a lot of soccer. This is your first, your second year really focusing on MLS. Have you not seen the difference? No, the, the difference is is incredibly clear. It, it, it is, and it doesn't mean it's not an exciting brand of football. It doesn't mean it's a bad league. None of those things are true. And someone brought up a good point. What if that's our style? Sure. Yeah, every league has its own thing. Sure, but you gotta know. <laughs> you can't just like that's why it's such a big deal when guys that you know come back from Europe play at a slightly higher level here versus in Europe, they're kind of like, you know, they said Yedlin. Yedlin didn't, you know, he didn't have all of the skill. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were like, there's some things he's never even been taught. And I, yeah, Matt, look, we train our players different, but he's ridiculously fast and he's a quick learner. So he'll do well. In fact, Sunderland wants to buy him. Mm -hmm. That's never been said positively in the past, but I think that's good for him because that means he's going to get playing time versus with Tottenham where he wasn't going to do that and constantly finish below or something. (laughs) Um, But you, you could see that when our players go abroad, there's something that they're missing. Pulisic is a great example. You know, he clearly had the 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 technical skills. So that new generation will have it. But there's guys like Giazzi Zardes who are from that middle generation, who I watch sometimes, and I'm like, why does he know? Why doesn't he know how to do this right but, but, now? Uh, with with and uh, he reminds me of Shelton. With Pulisic is, um, I, and I remember hearing an interview, and, and I don't remember exactly which one, uh, but they always um, they were talking to a player about. Um, the difference is like wh- where where is it that the European uh, skill and an American skill for for our youth development where is it that it just rockets where it's like where 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 do we separate yeah because they were saying uh, that in you know when um, I I I think it was Ar- I think it was Jazzy's artist uh, that said this but he said he would he would play in tournaments where European kids would come play here yeah. And when, you know, from 10 years old to 12, you know, 10, 12, 13, 14, they were beating them or they were basically the same level. But around like 15, 16, 17 is where, boom, it was just like, now this is a completely, they, they are just so much better than us. And Pulisic went to Germany when he was 14. So right in that right, moment. Boom, yeah. right there. And he now he, he got to uh, got, reach that level and, and got that kind of coaching to really separate himself from right. American players, so that's that's a, 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 a 
he he's a he's a different example because that 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 is not a common thing for American children for your parents to be like oh yeah we'll go to Germany now and yeah. and we're gonna sure we'll send our thirteen year old to Germany or 14. Yeah. yeah and look at the investment because look at the the parent you're fourteen years old like all right we'll go to Germany see see how this pans out in three years you already have a a, 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 a professional football a first division German yeah. <laughs> player that's playing in, in potentially Champions League matches I mean that's huge that's 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 a, Number that's the greatest parents that like they're like well, we'll we'll roll the dice on this one right and it worked out it's not gonna be for everyone right now there's a couple <laughs> parents sitting watching their kid play in a fourth division team in England going what are we doing here <laughs> you know dad was a doctor at home he's a, he's working in the factory here you know it doesn't work for everybody but you know you can and I didn't know that I I always assumed and I think what what you know the more we learn the more comes out but previously what had been mentioned is like right around high school age is where abilities start to there's a fork in the road and this is for everyone this is you know for players in in europe who are already a part of the academy makeup right around the high school age like later high school ages like uh you know right around closer to 18 is where some players continue to develop and some players just stop or they start to slide a bit you know so we're seeing a lot of players like um there was a guy who was uh, Kenny Cooper, I believe it was, who was part of Manchester United's youth makeup, and he no longer was. And he was kind of a journeyman in the MLS. And you're like, well, how did this guy get into Manchester United's youth team? But he can't even like sustain himself in the MLS. And it was because some people just continue to develop, some people don't. You know, Some people learn as much as they could and they stop. I always assumed it was the college sports. You know, but you look at someone like, you know, you look at someone like uh, Jack Harrison, who we were talking about before. He went to Wake Forest for a year. He played high school uh, soccer here at the Berkshire School where I performed. Uh, you know, he, for all intents and purposes, other than his youth youth training was in England. Everything else was here. And he looked, you know, leaps and bounds above everyone else on that pitch. Yeah. Everyone. I don't know. Maybe it's just his British accent. I don't know why. I don't know what gives him the extra ability. I don't know. It is a good accent. We have him on our intro now. Yeah, he's a sweet sounding boy. Yeah, you know? maybe maybe having uh, Mumsy in the supporter yeah. section. You Mum, know, his mom was in the supporter section. Uh, what a game at Yankee Stadium! That was the first time she got to see her son play when they were already done down five nil. Uh, poor, poor mom. Uh, but I mean, it, it looks he looks promising. He looks promising. I, you know, it, having the the kind of. Uh, you know, experience uh, from people like Pirlo, people like Villa, even Lampard. We that's another thing we didn't talk about. Lampard made his debut. Lampard made his debut. More like debut. <laughs> he made his debut. But, but having these people it, uh, it is going to be hopefully helpful for NYCFC going forward and and how they deal with this. Because look, maybe they. I don't know if they've dealt with losses this bad. Maybe in in their history, maybe in maybe they haven't lost that badly since they were in their in academy. You know, and they're under you know under fourteens. I yeah. don't know, but they, they have where the scores don't even matter. <laughs> so, uh, but that yeah, that is another thing. Frank Lampard did make his MLS debut this season and on national TV, on, booed by his home fans. Booed by his home fans. Uh, and, did you hear what he said about the booing? Uh, that he there, there's not much you can do about yeah, it. Yeah, he said he was uh, severely injured and that he doesn't think that the fans know the uh, severity of his injury. 
and that if they booed him for having been injured, then there's nothing he can do about it. But it was very, I don't want to say condescending, but also the fans are booing you because you haven't ingratiated yourself. You stayed at Manchester City too long, and when you got back, you were injured. You know, you played barely last season. I don't think he's played in 10 matches. And he's made $6 million a year. And that's money that now, because of the cap structure in this league, we haven't been able to go get someone who even just can play. You know, and if you're injured, then go home. You're 30-something years old. You came here to help. You haven't helped. Yeah. You're literally, you're cashing checks. That's all you've done. So the fans are booing you because of that. And I don't even hate Frank Lampard. I want him to succeed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I mean, how can you not put that together? Yeah. How can you not see that your your mere presence has stopped someone else from coming in? Yeah, you're you're stifling the team. I mean, that's literally what you're doing. Literally, and you think you coming in is going to change that? Hopefully, I mean, he didn't look bad. He didn't stop the bleeding, but he didn't look bad. <laughs> yeah, two goals happened while he was on. Yeah, Jack Harrison of all. I mean, really, really tried his best. You know, and it's simple things like, you know, you saw the Red Bulls sort of all running towards the goal when one player was, you know, near it so that he they could be connect they could connect to crosses. Jack Harrison was standing there juking people left and right. He's faking people left and right. There's no one there. Yeah. No one. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Let's trade Lampard for a guy whose whole job is he's tall and he runs to the far post. Let's get <laughs> Peter Crouch. And Peter Crouch's only job is to run to the far post. I have been yelling far post at this team since last season. I mean, I don't know what – I don't – yeah, like – Somebody should be – for every team, there should be someone on the far post. But. Just get there. You have any idea that guy would be a scoring leader in this league? Um, look, NYCFC has lots of issues. Uh, they, and we're in second place in the East. <laughs> you know, we're complaining, but we weren't complaining. But, and, and the Red Bulls are third now. Third. Yeah, so big jump. They went from like seven behind us. Seventh to third. <laughs> Maybe that's how it end just like uh Arsenal Tottenham. Oh, that would be great, <laughs> wouldn't it? Oh, what a wonderful we make the playoffs and they don't. Imagine uh you know, it's it's possible NYCFC and the Red Bulls could meet in the playoffs. Yeah. That would be pretty fascinating. We're going to have to pick a neutral site. Because <laughs> it can't be. <laughs> yeah. Just. I tweeted during the game that they would have to uh, serve a one-year ban, uh, like some of our fans have. Yeah. Uh, they're going to serve a one-year ban for excessive abuse of our, of our back line. <clears throat> I, yeah. Look, I don't know. What, you cross your legs. I don't you, know. What, you breathe out. I don't know what... Um, you know, uh, NYCFC is going to do going forward. Uh, they have a lot. They, have, they, us, we have a lot to ponder. Yeah, we have a lot I to think, think it's all about how they react. I know the fans are going to be there. I know the fans are going to be banging on those drums. I know we're going to be singing the songs. It's all about how do the how do the players react? Yeah. Who's our next? Who's our next team we're playing? Do you know? Orlando City. There you go. We're going up against Mickey Mouse FC. <laughs> so, right back at it. Kaká scores eight on his own. Uh, so obviously this game affected us uh, yeah, a lot. There were a lot of other games. There were a lot of other games, uh, and it was a, a great rivalry ri uh, rivalry week. I, this How is can a, you not say this, that rivalry? <laughs> ah, the this, old rivalry week. <laughs> this is like no matter how much psychologically I prepare for it, I cannot say it. I can't. It's something about the re week. R rivalry week. I have to say it slowly. And when I say it too fast, I just put a pause in between the two words. Rivalry 
week. Week. There it is. <laughs> uh, the Portland Timbers and the Vancouver Whitecaps uh, in 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 the, in the, the Cas- no, is that the Cascadia Cup? I think Cascadia or, Cup is all three. It's teams. all three, right? Yeah. So, like, the, in other words, like. They take the the scores and the results of all three of those matches on and that's its own, the, and that's sort of the winner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was a great game. Uh, a, another very uh, how many goals did Hakuna Matata or whatever? Hakuna Mane. Yeah, it is. Uh, I don't think he got any. Uh, He's a beast this year. He was really good, uh, but uh, it, it was there were a couple um, big calls. Like de- defensively, there were just so many. Um, the the calls that the refs never call that they just for somehow don't see it. Yeah, they called. They were they were so incredibly accurate that yeah. it really blew my mind. But there was a like DP refs. <laughs> there was a great. Um, there was a handball. There was a handball called. Uh, wow! In the in the in the box that led to wow. a penalty. Uh, uh, I, I, I forgot his name. Um, oh man, I wish I could. Ba, I, I think his name is Ba or something like that. I don't remember. Um, but uh, it was a cross, and and he and the and the center back stopped it with his arm, and you, I mean, it was close. Yeah. But he he did. Yeah. And he and the re- I, and I I, I want to get the ref's name because he was like immediately boom right just pointing to the spot. He didn't need to confer with the <laughs> sideline judges or anything. Just one of the look in MLS, we were constantly complaining about the refereeing. The refs, yeah. But this was just completely on point. Every call, every pen, there were two penalties. All accurate. It was and, a well called match. Yeah, and it was a and there was a great uh uh free kick from Darlington Nagby. I don't know if you saw it. I have not seen the clip yet, but I keep hearing about it. Uh just yeah, it's good to see because it's usually uh Valeri who usually takes uh yeah. the 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 free kicks. But nice to see they're not arguing about <laughs> Yeah, they and, and that was a, a a thing I think Taylor Twelman mentioned on the <clears throat> on the uh, on the on the at, at, you know on the call. Because there was a, there was a uh, a freak uh, a penalty. One of the penalties was yeah. from uh, Asprilla. Yeah, Asprilla, and again, oh, but, what a goal! I just watched it. Holy lord! Uh, Valeri is usually the one taking the penalty kicks, but they yeah. were like, "Hey, we want to like," and the game was two to one, so it wasn't like they had it locked. It was three to one at that point. No, no, no. When they when they did the 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 penalty kick. Oh, the penalty, sure. It was two to one. Yeah, and they let Aspria take the penalty kick, and he's n- normally not the one who takes them. Yeah, so a lot of confidence in in uh, especially at a pivotal time in the game. Or maybe they're just rubbing it in. I would <laughs> love that. Maybe, but it, it was it was good to see, especially compared to you know how Columbus Crew uh, handled that situation. Well, they let a player who normally doesn't even take the the penalty kicks take them just to build his confidence because they they felt like he needed it. That's great. You know who else took a really important penalty kick? Uh, um, Fabrice Muamba. Do you remember him? No. He had a heart attack on the pitch for the Bolton. Uh, Bolton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, four no, no. years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, he was, I think, no, no harpy for seventy-eight minutes, and they managed to bring him back. They managed to essentially bring him back to life, if you will. Wow. Um, I remember I was watching that's a Game of Thrones episode bringing back Jon Snow well they all Lord of the Light is uh, a big (laughs) big Bolton Wonders fan Uh, the Red Sorceress obviously just brought him back that would be hilarious during a match just like a chick wearing a long red gown comes out and everyone's like nope don't worry about it it's gonna work Uh, but yeah I remember watching that match and 
the camera was starting to pan away. And if I'm not mistaken, it was against Tottenham, and I wanted Tottenham to lose that match, like all matches. And uh, he just collapsed. And you can tell there was something weird was going on because the camera wasn't focusing on them. They were focusing on the other players. The other players were, like, shocked. Well, apparently, four years, he had to be, he can't play soccer anymore. But uh, he played in a charity match. And he was shocked at how much you can go. There was a penalty. So they let him take the penalty. It was at Bolton's ground. And he scored a goal. And the fans went absolutely insane for him. Yeah, how could and you And he not? went nuts, you know, and almost had a heart attack again. <laughs> but yeah, he can't play soccer anymore, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. He was. He had a lot of uh, a lot of potential, man. It was a, He was a big player. He was one of those guys that they were, were being talked about by being purchased by another team because, uh, you know, the Bolton wasn't doing really well. Well, it would be... <clears throat> It would be just a, how tragic and surreal would it be if he like scores that goal and does have another. And has another that would be. The, oh boy! Well, why did we let him play? Is it the grass? <laughs> Get him off. <laughs> then you have to have another charity match for him. Yeah. So, uh, but there are. Uh, we were been talking a lot about MLS. It was obviously a very big week. Uh, but a lot of news back in England. The Premier League is over. Done. Uh, but you know, a couple things still going on. There were we we had the FA Cup final. Yeah. Did you see Pardew dancing? I didn't. I didn't see. I heard about this. Oh my God, Pardew! <laughs> He's dirty winding. <laughs> dirty wine. I. It was beautiful to watch. Okay, I gotta watch this. Oh man, I'm gonna pull it up while you do that. Sure. Um. So he. Uh. So FA Cup final. Manchester United. Wins the FA Cup against Crystal Palace, uh, two to one, right? I believe. Yep. And uh, and in the last minute, down to ten men. Yeah, and and then as as you do when you win the FA Cup final, you immediately get fired by your team. So <laughs> <laughs> he knew. Apparently, when he walked out and said it's over to one of the reporters, mm -hmm. yeah, let me hand you the phone because that's the Pardue dance. Yeah. It's a long version of it, which is why I picked it. Um, he knew it was over, and then at the conference at the end, <laughs> okay, it's difficult to not laugh at this. <laughs> Sorry, dude, he's getting it in, right? I mean, I, I, he's whipping an inning, I yeah, think. yeah. He almost dabbed on him. <laughs> I mean, he, he was literally, yeah, he almost dabbed, he almost did. Uh, he, I, I don't even know what that like, um, what that move is called, but like, it's like, um, what is it called? It's like the old uh No, no, no. Uh what what fingers in the air kind of thing. What what is that dance that they do like it, it's like from LA I think that like is it crumping? Crumping. Yeah, that's what I don't think. <laughs> you think he's crumping? It looks like he's like about to. He's about to like start. I don't know. He looks like he looks like one like a British guy who drank too much at a flamenco dance party, <laughs> and he was like, "I could do that." You know, we we don't want to like reinforce the stereotype of like white people and their dancing. No, but this is. I mean, I mean, look, I'm not saying white people shouldn't dance. I'm saying that. No, we enjoy when they do. No, no, Part I'm saying it. all I'm saying is British white people should not dance. That <laughs> there is a a certain level of risk you take because you you have not you are not well equipped. Not at all. Just you know, just like American soccer players, like the youth, we don't have the first touch. We don't. We don't know. Look, we we're yeah. not. We're not going to pretend like we're as uh, uh, on the same level <clears throat> when it comes to uh, you know soccer right. skills. Sure, not our thing just not, yet. Yeah, but when it comes to dancing, by like eight nine years old, even if you're white in America. You kind of you kind of get it. You yeah. kind of know what you're doing. It's the percussion, guys. Just follow the <laughs> percussion. You can't go wrong. 
But White people are trained to feel it. That's their music. They feel it. You know, that's not what we do. <laughs> we hear the percussion. We're like, we're going to dance along to the percussion. It's yeah, a very yeah. different. It's a very different skill set. Yeah. So back to LVG. Knew he was getting fired. Wins the FA Cup like a G. You know what he does in the postgame conference? He brings the FA Cup and forces it. They He waits. He makes them go get it and put it in front of him for the conference because he knew he was going to get let go at the end of the match. Yeah. How great is that? That's like <laughs> the most G move of all time. That most LVG move. <laughs> yeah, there it is. He's the LVOG. Uh, he, I mean, that's what you do. And Mourinho's going to come in, and I don't know if it's going to be the same. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's going to be the same, uh, you know, team, but what I'm excited about is – in one in one part of the same city, you're gonna have Jose Mourinho, and on the other part of that same city, you're gonna have Pep Guardiola, two people who hate each other when they were mile hours away from each other in Spain. They're gonna be probably eating at the same cafes. <laughs> it is kind of strange, just because, especially the hiring. I, I I don't know if he's uh, it's official yet that he is the manager, but everyone is Jose. Yeah, no, I think it's been. It's like league, but yeah. I mean, he's going to be the manager. Hasn't been announced yet, but it is. It, it, there's a um, I I was under the the impression that like they basically hated Jose Mourinho basically from his time at Chelsea. Like I thought who's they, they? Like Woodward and Manchester United. It just seemed like that would be a person they would not want. Yeah. As as their manager, given the history that they have. But he's a proven winner, and that's the thing. And and there, there's a there's very short memories when it comes to the top clubs. The, the, the top clubs in in the world, there's really only like ten people that can even manage them on earth. Yeah. Like it's it's almost like. Um, Managers in in you know in Europe, or just in general, coaches and managers, they are like quarterbacks in in the NFL, right? Where there's really only three or four that are that elite. are the, that, that are elite yeah. on, at, on earth at one point in time. Yeah. So there's like yeah, Real Madrid. The the Barcelona, Barcelona. which There's, is almost their own thing because they have to get a Barca style coach. I mean, of all the major teams, your two Manchester teams, PSG, you know, maybe Juventus, uh, you know, Real Madrid, um, NYCFC, all those major <laughs> clubs. But I mean, you know, jokes aside. There's, you're right. There's a handful of of teams, and there's only a handful of coaches. And most of those coaches have coached at one of those other. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're basically buying and selling. You're trading the same coach over and over again. Ancelotti is now going to be the coach Bayern. at Bayern, which is another one of those clubs, you know. And it's all the Champions League clubs. There's Champions League clubs. There's Champions League managers, and yeah. that's just the way it is. Yeah, it is pretty fascinating because because uh, you would think there would be bad blood or like you'd be like oh no we can't have this guy or whatever. But no, right. that's not. It's like oh no he's. He's one of the few. He's there's not many other people that. Although we Pep said he would never manage Real, he would never he would never do that. But also he played for Barca, so it's different. Okay, but it's not. It's you can break into that elite group. You just have to get become a manager of one of those teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a catch twenty two. Yeah, uh, but so uh, Mourinho maybe go. He he should be going to uh, Manchester United. He's there. And, it's and, done. And that's it's a done deal. and that's going to be. Oh, what if it's good. I can't wait for next season. That's going to be great. That's going to be that, but because, just the news conferences. But because of that, uh, because uh, Mourinho was the manager of uh, Inter Milan. Yeah. 
and where uh, uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, he coached him uh, for a while there. And he loves him. And he loves him. Uh, meaning, Ibra loves Mourinho. And, yeah. he, and he mentioned this. And there's been a lot of uh, news about uh, Manchester United trying to court uh, Ibrahimovic. And he said he would, he would not go if uh, LVG was there. LVG is gone. Mourinho is in. And there's a... Very good chance that Ibrahimovic may be going to Manchester United. Spends a year in Manchester. Yeah. I mean... Before he comes to LAFC. Instantly changes that club. It, it, I mean... It's, it'd be an interesting... Um, you're not going to start Rooney up front anymore. Not that he uh, has in a long time, but I don't think Mourinho was going to put him there. So Rooney's now in number 10. The egos. How do you shift them? I mean, it's and like... Slatan on a counterattack is a thing of beauty. So... Yeah, he's never played in the Premier League. That'd be pretty cool. Almost. There's a famous photo of him in an Arsenal shirt, 17 years old. Okay. Very close to being signed. Uh, They did not sign him. Uh, Yeah, thanks, Arson. Uh, (laughs) Good call. Yeah, good one. Uh, I don't know what else to say besides he's going to rip up this league, man. Yeah. He's gonna rip us up. I'm kind of disappointed because there were a lot of there's a lot of news that he would be going to MLS, yeah. but that with He's this Mourinho be on the Galaxy's 13th DP, <laughs> which is very special. There's the, I don't know how that would have ever worked, but it would have been it, it would be cool. I I, I still have this feeling that he will end up in MLS, and maybe even if he plays one season, I think he he still the 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 forces want to make it happen. I will say it's dumb of him not to play here cuz the last country for him to become a major star and is here and he fits right in. Yeah. I mean if he's able to translate his ego or or just character from England or from Europe I should say to here, he would be an instant star. I mean ESPN would be talking about him all the time. Fans would love him. He would be instant. ESPN instantly would, huge. ESPN would not be talking about. They him. would. They <laughs> like guys like that. Yeah, maybe maybe we need like uh, our own Terrell Davis or Terrell. Uh, what's his name? Who was that wide receiver that would always go nuts? Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess he's. I I don't think of uh, Ibrahimovic as like uh, sort of reckless like that. So like like from from a PR standpoint, because you know I I don't imagine him you know, doing sit-ups outside his, in his garage, yeah. you know, like with front media. Of front yeah. of um, but there is a, he, I think Ibrahimovic is basically the Chuck Norris of soccer, right? Yeah. I mean, the closest thing would be like Jim McMahon. Remember him, the, uh, the old uh, Chicago Bears quarterback. Now, I never really saw him play because I was way too young. Mm-hmm. But the way they talk about him where he like wore sunglasses and yeah, kind of yeah. did whatever. He said he was the greatest at everything. And like Bo Jackson, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. That's who Ibrahimovic is. Yeah. He's not a Jordan in the sense that he, although he plays really well, his persona is bigger than he is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and, and he sort of embraces the humor in that. Right. He, he's not like... He's not just like, yes, I agree with you. I am yeah. amazing. No, yeah. <laughs> he's he he sort of plays with it, and it's pretty funny. Right. Even his book, his book apparently has like a bunch of crazy stuff in it. But he said the writer wrote that. He's like, I never said any of those things. Yeah, yeah. He's like, but I get it. It's in this. It's in the voice of what people think of Slaton. Yeah, there there isn't um that kind of uh uh player in no in the MLS. Imagine what? Nicholas Bentner was actually good at soccer. So you pair his <laughs> character and personality with someone who's really good at the sport. That's Slatan Ibrahimovic. Yeah. 
So I don't know. I, I hope it happens one day. It'd be cool to see. Um, but it, it looks like he's going to end up. In what Manchester do you think United. about David Moyes with uh, uh, going so, back to Everton? So this, there's a rumor that David Moyes might go it's back. Being to, courted. Be courted. Um, Based on all of his success at Manchester United. Yeah. And Real Sociedad. You know, I I would like to see everything go in a, go in a new direction. What would what kind of direction would you want to go in? Like, do you want more attacking football, or I would like more. <clears throat> I would like more control in in the middle, and uh, and a stronger uh, back line. I mean, that's that's it. More more Ross Barkley's that can hold yeah. on to the ball, and make some decent passes, and. Uh, you think you're keeping Lukaku? He's obviously not going to uh, United now. No, because him and him and Mourinho despise. I don't. I don't, I don't think Lukaku's staying, but I don't know where he's going. He wants to go to Champions League team, but but from what I hear, um, I believe Steve Nichols said this on ESPN FC, and it was a good point. He's like Lukaku's not good enough to really play at, at any of the big Champions League clubs. Lukaku is a Josie Altador esque, you know, uh, uh, back. Back to the goal, holds on to the ball. Right, that's his game. But he's not he's not good enough uh, to be at those big clubs. And he literally he literally said, uh, Steve Nichols said, the only places Lukaku would fit in is really Everton or Leicester City. That's those are the not only- true. I could see him fitting in really well at Arsenal. I think he's better than Giroud. May uh, I don't know. I I don't think he would fit in. In See, I at Arsenal, I I don't think the uh, uh, Everton and his his game seems to be to hold on to the ball. He doesn't. Uh, I think Arsenal forwards do a little bit more feeding, feeding, tiki taka yeah. kind of. But game. he plays with his back to the goal. He can turn. He can let the ball off to uh, you know, uh, you know Ozil or Alexis who can come in and move around. I don't know. I don't necessarily think he's the best replacement for for Giroud. I think we need a I, we need a world class striker is what we need, and I just don't think that Lukaku's that. But he's also twenty two years old, twenty three. I mean, he's only going to get better. Hope hopefully, but I don't well, think he's. Should gonna, you even care? I don't think he's going to get better at everything. That's no, really the thing. That's for sure. All right, so uh, let's go on to uh, the third segment. Kirby is not here. Not here. So it's uh, just the Cooligans just, corner. Just the Cooligans corner. Uh, but uh, Kirby did send us some stories, so we're yeah, gonna we're gonna talk about them uh, real quick. So uh, for our final segment. Uh, we'll see you in one moment. I just got my SI, and the cover is Summer of Soccer. Where is the Summer of Soccer going to be? I have no idea. I just asked these guys, do you know what Copa America is? And neither of them knew, okay? Now, I know I get accused of knowing nothing about soccer because I don't. I know absolutely zero about soccer, and that's more than I want to know about soccer. I have no interest. It's just, sorry, I'm just being honest. You know, it's a little late for me in soccer. It's just not gonna. Ha- it's just not gonna happen. But uh, on the eve of Copa America, uh, SI has like how many pages in their magazine this week? No wonder SI can't sell their magazine to anybody. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven pages on this event. 11 pages, and I can't find anybody who's ever heard of it. A lot of skipped pages. 
All right, we're in the third segment. We're calling this a Cooligans Corner. Yeah, but, uh, you know. With Kirby's the- here in spirit. He is, he is. And uh, he was still nice enough to send us the news. And uh, why don't we go over a couple of them real quick? Yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's get going. Um, <clears throat> so Bayern Munich uh, has taken another star from Borussia Dortmund. This is, seems, like a, seems like a common story, but Matt's, I mean, Matt's Hummel signed, uh, I believe, a four-year or five-year contract. The home fans did not, were not happy with him. Uh, and he is going to Bayern Munich. So I mean, you know, there's nowhere else in the world where you can fire a manager six months before they're supposed to leave. <laughs> uh, you know, I, this guy, you know, he's not even going to be back. And, uh, you know, players are constantly saying, oh, next year I'm going to play for the opponent. I, it seems completely in a conflict of interest. I mean, it, all of it, all of it sounds disrespectful. I don't know why they do it this way. Uh, I would not do that. I mean, you can't say like, oh, we're going to trade the second baseman in baseball in six weeks. That guy's going to be like, well, I'm not playing then. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so it, it is a it is a, a, a big deal. You would you would think two sort of rival clubs wouldn't even like do business. But business is business. You got to you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And Dortmund is a smaller club, unfortunately. Yeah, and so they and have to the, sell. the little brother to, uh, you know, they're always in second yeah. for, for the most part. Um, so maybe this is a, maybe this is a beginning of, uh, of them feeling that and then stop selling to them. And maybe they keep some of their players and they uh, turn into a world beater. Maybe, maybe. Uh, also, uh, next up, Kingsley Coleman, speaking of Bayern Munich, Kingsley Coleman yeah. plays uh, for Bayern Munich. But he's a uh, Juventus player. He is on, he's on loan. Yeah. Uh, but he is he's 19 years old, but he already has a distinguished career. He's played for for, uh, for a couple of years. Right. And he uh, he's he's basically won everything <laughs> outside of a World Cup. He's he, he plays for the French national team, so he might win the Euros. He uh, might. So, yeah. But uh, Kingsley Coleman is 19 years old. He is uh, the winger uh, at Bayern Munich. Uh, but he, in his already 19 years of existence, 19 years old, has already won uh, the Bundesliga title. Yeah, he's won the German Cup. He's won the Serie A title. Mm-hmm. He's won the Italian Cup, the Italian Super Cup. He's won Ligue 1 twice, and he's also won the French Super Cup. So his That's eight, the silverware is uh, just insane that this kid has eight different he's trophies. A he's a kid. We can he's call a him. A, he's a kid. This guy doesn't know how to end a season without confetti. He just doesn't know how to do it. <laughs> he's never losing. What losing? Wait a minute. Wait. Of course, we're the last team to play always. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, I, I I sort of feel bad for when he loses for the first time. Oh. He's going to be crushed. Yeah. <laughs> Heroin dealer's going to be getting phone calls. He's not going to know what to have. You know, Bill Walton. You know the basketball player. Yeah. The first time he lost a game was in his professional career. He had never lost a game through his entire youth, high school, and college. Sure, that 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 tends to happen for, um, especially like uh, um, college football, because yeah. sometimes you know Alabama, you know some yeah, of these, these monsters, they, yeah. they're, they're just never going to lose. So some there's some players that end up playing, you know, four years and they just. They just never lose. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, Nothing like, like two New York Latinos talking about <laughs> Southern college sports. We don't know what we're talking well, about. Well, no, but like like Cam Newton is a big example. Like yeah. he, I think he didn't lose a game uh, in his college career. And he, he really only started experiencing his, his losing. At the Super Bowl. At, <laughs> <laughs> no, Carolina had a few yeah, bad years. Yeah, they had a few bad years. Um, uh, but yeah, that is a, that's a, a common thing. Uh, also, this is a thing we... Uh, we didn't get to cover in the in the middle of the show, uh, but um, the MLS Players Union released um, the salaries 
or the the, the lack thereof salaries. Right. There's really not much. So if you're an NYCFC <laughs> player and you're not one of the DPs, this is the second most embarrassing thing that's happened to you this week. <laughs> so look, um, th- this this is a common thing in sports. We know how much players make, yeah. uh, but just sort of seeing it listed. It made it feel also like because they put the other players' money next to yeah, them. It's like no, just release them. <laughs> not a spreadsheet. Yeah, if they put out a list of just like, let every player tweet their own. Thing. I mean, it really felt like if I if we put out a list of all the all the comedians in New York and what they made, Oof. and we just and we didn't we didn't uh, you know sort it by like top to bottom. Right. We just sort of put the 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 yeah. the people, random order, random order, random and it's order. just like what is. You know, the $400,000 guy next to yeah. the, the open mic or negative $48 this year. So um, so we, we basically got to see, like, I guess about, about the average salary is somewhere between like eighty dollars to $120,000. Yeah. Uh, Poku severely underpaid, although he's not playing this year as much. RJ Allen severely underpaid just for that pass. So, so we, yeah, we focused on the NYCFC players. And, and everybody should look at this. If you are an MLS uh, supporter of a team, you can see how much everybody's making. And for the most part, it, it, it's weird to see just some people make $6 million and then on the same exact team, someone make $61,000. Yeah, it's tough. Like $6 million, you're buying dinner every time. There's no way. You think I'm picking up that check, dog? <laughs> you're fine. Then when we go to the Bentley dealership, you're picking up that check because that's the equivalent of what this check is per capita. It, is, it is wild. And and uh, after um, after the, 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 the report came out, uh, they found basically 20 MLS players make half of uh, the money in the league, which is, look, when, it's the haves and the have-nots. when MLS started instituting the DP rule, it it was, we know what, we knew what it was for. It was to get Beckham in the league, to get Beckham in the league, to get people to come watch American soccer. Yeah. Right. To it's supp- get, get names to support their league. Sure. And, and what, and look, and what, what has resulted it has been great look there there are more people going to games there's there's more awareness you know generally people ask me about the league a, a lot more than they ever did yeah so it is uh to that point it was a success but i think what i mean we're we're having we're like in a bernie, bernie sanders esque yeah. like the one percent. This is exactly what he's talking about <laughs> i mean bernie was the right one percent <laughs> i mean this is it this you're looking at it right here this is this it's it's way too uh uh it's way too one sided. There's no yeah. look. I I get that some players are worth the money. I mean, yeah, David Villa, he's worth six million dollars. Yeah. But I, unfortunately for our players, there's no way for them to make that money. You know, in order for them to get paid a million dollars, which like uh, guys like Zuzi or, or Beasler or uh, Omar Gonzalez before he was sold, in order for them to make a mill, they had to become DPs. They're never going to make six mil. They're yeah. just not, unless they go to Europe and become a draw and come back. It's a lot like comedy. They're just not going to make that money. You know what I mean? They have to do something drastic. Yeah, so we know that there are, there is a, a strict salary cap in MLS, and this is why some of these players get paid so little. It was almost a strike at the beginning of last season. Uh, but this is when, I don't know there's something about when I saw it I'm like this is bad like they yeah. they you know we we just saw RJ Allen make a world class pass to David Villa yeah. to beat the MLS Cup champions and so he's making 61,000 a $61,000 yeah. guy made it that ball uh, traveled from 61,000 <laughs> to 6 million to 6 million <laughs> so look i mean look the, the the i mean if you look at that graph it is yeah. going in two zeros <laughs> that ball picked up on the way over there so that's that's 
I, I don't. I mean, it's unfair. I mean, that's probably the easy word. It is. But uh, it, this is it. It is what they agree to. Yeah. But it, it is this. It feels wrong. You know, and I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's single entity, so it's hard. But that revenue sharing seems to be something that, even though I know it kind of happens, there's got to be some way to split this up a bit better. You know, I don't guys like R.J. Allen. You know, I know the last year they were just happy to be in the league, so it didn't matter that they were making sixty k. He deserves more than that. I mean, I, it's hard. I don't want to take money out of people's pockets and tell them what to, how to spend it, where to spend it. But you can't have. You can't have seven, you know, six, seven million dollars passing a ball to sixty thousand yeah. dollars, and have that be a normal existence. I just can't. And I mean, look, guy like Poku, he was playing in Ghana. ASEC, I think, is the biggest team in Ghana. ASEC Mimosas, and they pay their it's players. A great brunch. Uh, great. I oh love my it. God. I love her brunch. Best A-S-S- music <laughs> ever. Um, are, do you want another one? Actually, I'm ASEC of Mimosas. <laughs> uh, they, their players, their professional players, get a thousand dollars a month. Uh, different look. It's a different country, different yeah. ecosystem. So the whole nine. Uh, but for our, so he's making more money here, but it just doesn't feel right, you know, comparably yeah. to how he has to live. You know, there was a video of him going to get food and he's driving like an old, you know, an old uh, Camry. It's like, come on, he's a professional player. I'm not saying he needs to have a Bentley, but. You know, dude, I, at least let him go to 2016, you know? <laughs> yeah. Let him, let him lease a Corolla, <laughs> it, you know? It, it, it's weird. It's weird. I mean, there's no other uh, th- thing to see. Because, look, we're supporting the league. We're, we're big fans of it, and we want it. And the more money we give, the, the, the hope is that they will be able to earn more money. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, You know, we're we're putting money in their pockets. That's the hope. But I don't want to put all my money in no. in just two players' pockets. Yeah, because it would, you could split up how much money we make <laughs> into two players. It's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Comedians rapport. Uh, so that was a big deal. But if you, yeah, re- if look at look at if you are MLS supporter, look at your team and how much they're making because you are probably making more than them. Because yeah, <laughs> well, maybe we should do one of those spend all your time waiting videos. You know, <laughs> instead of feed the poor, yeah, feed the rookies. <laughs> well, no, what, uh, Jack Harrison, number one draft pick, but like the, those people, the but he play, was Generation Adidas. Generation Adidas, they make more. He Jack Harrison is making more money than Poku, than Kyrie, yeah. than 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 RJ, and that's another thing, like. Look, at least these people, they, they've been in the league longer than you and you make more money already. That's, that's another tough. weird thing. It's tough. It's tough to take. Tough, yeah. So, uh, MLS, come on. Sort that out. Come on, homie. Pay, pay, come on, Don Garber. <laughs> pay, you, pay you guys a little yeah, bit more. You're playing these people, Don Garber. Shh. Didn't All right. work as well. Didn't uh, work as well. For, for our final uh, <clears throat> story, uh, thank you, Kirby, again. Uh, so, an Everton fan. Yeah. Uh, so, we know Everton and Liverpool are in the same city. They play very... They're... Goodison and uh, uh, and uh, uh, Anfield, Anfield, yeah. uh, they they uh, they're very close to each other, and um, so they, obviously a lot of you know like NYCFC and Red Bulls. Uh, Everton is red versus blue, <laughs> red versus blue. same thing. So, um, but uh, Liverpool uh, last week lost in uh, in the Europa League to um, to Sevilla. Yeah. And and really Liverpool, that's all they had to like look forward to. They were they were mid table. They were really weren't doing anything else. Right. So this was uh, this was a big game for them. And uh, an Everton fan after uh, Liverpool lost uh, made a prank call. Prank call. They just 
called up Anfield directly. They just called Liverpool and and had a had a great <laughs> just a, a, look. I mean, it's, it's incredibly childish and yeah. really, Ever- and, which is why we love it. <laughs> yeah, and Everton fans have really nothing to. They've had a horrible season. Yeah. There's nothing. There's no up. There's no high ground no. that you kind of have. But it's a, it's a preemptive strike. It's the first. You got the first punch. You none of you won the fight. But you got the first punch, and it's great. Why don't we play that as as we go out? Yeah, we'll play that. It was a fun thing, and uh, and then and yeah, and we'll play this, and then we'll see you next week, yeah. everybody. So thank you so much for listening. You guys are awesome. We'll be back next week. Follow at Soccer Cooligans on all social media, and follow at Not Alexis at Chris Polanco. We will see you next week. Listen to this prank call. <laughs>